You ready? Welcome to the Sprocket Podcast, where we are simplifying the good life. I'm Guthrie Straw. And I'm Brock Dittis. And uh, we are the show that brings you somewhat irreverent conversations about the intricacies of thinking locally with a global perspective and enjoying the best that life has to offer along the way. Covering bicycling, trains, transits, adventures, and life hacks. Life and hacks. today, bike vids. Bike vids. That's right. We've got (laughs) Greg B. here in our studio on the moon. Greg, thank you so much for joining us. It is awesome to be here and talk about bike vids and uh, all sorts of other stuff. Thank you, guys. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And we had reached out to Greg because uh, he is one of those folks that if you listen to this bracket on any consistent basis, you will see wonderful anecdotes and pieces of advice written into our mail section. Greg is very good at uh, reminding us that there are people that listen to this show, including himself. So it was a pleasure to reach out and uh, an even greater greater pleasure to have you on the show this evening and excited to talk both about bike fits, uh, but also a little bit about you, if you'd like to, uh, in addition to one of your latest projects that you had in a recent bike fits release uh, regarding beer cans and may might even find a convenient way to work in our beer sponsor when we cover that segment. Uh, oh, we'll see. Yeah. Get, get to the get to the most important things, uh, you know, as soon as possible. As soon yes. as possible. <laughs> and as speaking possible. of, yeah, the most important things, we're also be we have a recordist on on the call tonight as well, uh, and that's that's our uh, our dear friend, Mister Flores. A recordist. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. I'm I'm just gonna be hanging out with the microphone. You know. Yeah, and I mean, people will know who you are if you start talking, but I figure we just say you're here. I guess, yeah, as opposed to just this disembodied voice that chimes in right. every now and then. Yeah, it's the underhost. Um, I want to, I want to say, along with the beer cans, I want to hear more about the rules. I didn't finish that video yet. <laughs> well, you know, the the I think we could get to a lot of things that people don't finish in bike vid <laughs> on the, on the, on this episode. So thank you, Aaron. <laughs> Indeed. And um, Greg, tell us a little bit about what you're doing. What is BikeFids and what sort of brought you to that? Absolutely. Um, my wife is going to be a little disappointed that normally when we listen to the Sprocket together, she really enjoys the 20 to 30 minutes of just kind of random talk, you know, before jumping <laughs> into the the crux of the episode. <laughs> we'll put that at the end. Okay. <laughs> and you can be part of it. Indeed. Yeah, so uh, my name is Greg. I live in Santa Cruz, California, and um, which is just a great place for great place for biking of all types, um, road and off road, and a great uh, starting off point for bike touring. And so, just really lucky uh, to be here. I'm a a teacher. I'm a high school teacher, and and that's what is uh, also a big passion of mine that allows me to kind of do what what I do, and um, yeah, have a lot of lot of interests and passions, and including uh, 
music and uh, kind of the local music scene here in, in Santa Cruz. And probably in the last 10 years of my life, for sure, like cycling has, um, I guess I just like discovered interests and powers and passions in cycling that I, that I just had never before. So that's kind of really been a big, big part of, of my life recently. We should mention that you, uh, you're a part of hot on the helpers, right? Yeah. Yeah. One of the main, main, uh, folks that I'm performing with is, uh, a great, great band called Hob and the Helpers. We're on the uh, inner interwebs and Bandcamp and and uh, just you know. But in, in Santa Cruz is a type of town, even though Portland is a, a lot larger. But I, I feel like it has a little bit of that similar feel where these passions and hobbies that that we do we're again so lucky because these are just our our friends and and the fact that you could get together with people and go on epic bike trips or get together with people and and go and and make you know you know, record albums of music is just like, you know, something that's just real big privilege and something I'm, you know, just really lucky to have in my life. You're especially lucky to have friends that you do with because there are plenty of people who are famous enough that, you know, their, their name, their, their music becomes a household name, but they hate each other. And so it's a really good thing that uh, you like the people you're playing with. Oh yeah. We love each other. We so much. And I want to say, was it 2015, maybe, that you guys mailed us an LP? Um, and I've still got that on my shelf. So I'm I'm happy to have that. I feel bad because my band made like 10 copies of a lathe cut of our record, and I didn't have one left over to send back to you, and so I felt bad, but so it goes. Even pre-bike vids, you know, what I've learned from uh, local music is uh, always promoting, you know. <laughs> always be closing, yeah. <laughs> Drink tickets are for closers. Mm. Speaking of drink tickets, I feel like I'm just going to go for it. A place <laughs> where you don't need to present drink tickets to get great drinks is <laughs> the, the beer mongers on Southeast Division and 12. Yeah, the only, oh, be, the only uh, yeah, drink slow. tickets you need. <laughs> <laughs> the only drink tickets you need are the ones that have pictures of presidents on them. Or a oh, treasurer. snap. And Ooh. there's a beer monger sticker right there on, on Gregory's toolbox. <laughs> oh, Look at that. They've made nice. they, they, their fame spreads far and wide. Greg, have you ever been to the beer mongers by chance? I couldn't remember if uh, you've been to Portland. The last time I was uh, being in Santa Cruz, you know, us Santa Cruzans like friggin' love Portland. You know, we're always like Portland. <laughs> um, so, yeah. But um, the last time I was up there, um, which was part of a bike tour, a kind of a train trip bike tour. I purposely, I, I had, I took the coast starlight up and then was starting my, my bike trip out to head out to the coast from Portland. But I purposely uh, made my accommodations down the street from the beer mongers. And <laughs> it was, it was a wonderful experience uh, and had a uh, tacos across the, the street and. Oh yeah. Uh, Los Gorditos. They're amazing. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. That's great. That's right. I remember that was the time that you came to town, but you didn't tell us until after. And I was like, oh man, we would have bought you drinks, but uh, yeah. I'm glad you had a chance to experience it. Indeed. Absolutely. I had a chance to experience the beer mongers uh, earlier last week. looks like you're experiencing it now. It's, this is true. I am experiencing <laughs> the Little Beast Brewing Oregon Crafted Circle Cutter IPA chosen as always because it has an interesting <laughs> label it's a beautiful and label the way it goes is if you get a beer that has a 
bad taste, but a great label. Hey, at least you got a great label. <laughs> it looks, is it there are no bad beers at the beer mongers, just lots of good choices. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if, if it's a bad beer, it's your own bad choice. I think, uh, is, is that, uh, it looks like it's maybe pineapple, uh, probably not brewed with pineapple, but it's got, uh, pineapple notes perhaps in the hops. Yeah. It's nice. very citrus pineapple. Yeah. Uh, also maybe like lime or lemon. I'm not sure. Yeah. I should just read the back. Ooh, okay. Pineapple, tangerine, and orange amplify the natural characteristics of Alderado and Trident hops. Tropical, juicy, and delightfully bitter. We've come full circle. That's incredible. Trident hops? Like the gum? Or I like, believe so. Yeah. What, like like the uh, the implement of the sea or something? Yeah, they, or like yeah. the Greek god. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah, I was, I was, oh. was Trident a Greek god or was he just... I thought somebody held a trident. I mean, he hung around with them, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> chilling in the background we don't all get to be greek well, it's gods. pretty tasty i mean but you'll feel yeah, like one if you drink at the beer mongers exactly so thanks as always to the beer mongers for your <laughs> absolutely generous uh generosity with the show yeah I, i'm drinking uh out of this this mug came from my grandpa's house when we helped him clean it out this last uh, summer during the wildfire season and it's full of tea because i'm in my attic and it's cold up here i too am nice. drinking tea because I'm cold. <laughs> Got me some good old chai. So I probably nice. am not going to sleep tonight. <laughs> this is what happens actually when it gets cold is I, I start drinking tea. This is what happens, coffee. Aaron. This is what happens, Larry, when you meet a stranger in the Alps. You get <laughs> some tea. Right. <laughs> I did just watch a, a, a TED talk today about basically how alcohol and caffeine is horrible for your brain when sleeping. Yeah. So, awesome. Well, I can't wait. Yeah, yeah indeed. <laughs> but there you go. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just providing you with information. Right. And then, you know, you decide. Yeah. Then you make a bad choice. That right. is on you. That's, That's right. right. Uh, <laughs> Greg, are you, are you sipping anything tonight? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm drinking a... Oh. Anchor Brewery, they're um, they're right around the corner from you. And yeah, uh, up in San Francisco, the annual holiday, uh, Christmas, Happy New Year uh, celebration and brew that they make. This is their forty sixth year. So uh, yeah, I'm enjoying one of these this evening. It's impressive. Were they the first IPA brewer in America? Is that right? I, I feel like that's I the story know. that I've heard. But obviously, they were famous for you know Anchor Steam. You yeah. Know? Um, but, um, I don't know. Yeah. And it's only three, uh, three days away by bike tour, right? <laughs> or something like that. I guess it depends. It depends how fast you ride, I guess. Yeah. I think Aaron, when you and I biked between San Francisco and Santa Cruz, I want to say it was about three uh, days or, or gonna, so. We but... hit Santa Cruz towards the beginning of day three though. Cause yeah. we spent all day in Santa Cruz. Yeah, it's true. And then, uh, well, we, I had a lot of, you didn't have a lot to drink. I had a lot to drink in Santa Cruz. Uh, <laughs> but then we also, uh, there, there's that uh, hiker biker camp down there, uh, just south of town or like uh, yeah. that where the river comes out of the hills. Uh, what a lovely spot. Mm -hmm. uh, Greg, I, I don't suppose you uh, probably camp there much because you live there and um, you have a place to well, sleep. Actually, but you know, I mean, especially, you know, in COVID times, uh, I've been interested more in kind of planning you know kind of one night overnights you know so i have um have been exploring some more local spots and it's possible where you stayed was a a great uh state park called new brighton state beach but uh, yeah, that's the one yeah a little bit further down the road there's sunset state beach and um 
you know, even though still right now the state of, well, you know, we're kind of regressing, unfortunately, with with COVID. But, um, yeah, so I I actually do stay at some of these uh, Half Moon Bay, um, which you folks might have stayed at if you were splitting up San Francisco. So, yeah, I I try to explore the spots. And, of course, like, I guess, you know, I, I know a few maybe off the grid spots that are that are also good to to camp at off the grid uh yeah so so you may or may not recommend this it may or may not be something that you should do no definitely <laughs> not and when i take pictures and then put put them on the internet and then say this is a rad place to stay um that, that, that's all for satire yeah it's just like a joke <laughs> 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 uh, Guthrie, you've nice. stated a couple of those as well, right? Because you've done the coast what once or twice? Just once. Okay. I was just on a mapping application online that will be unnamed, looking and seeing if I remembered the campsites that we were talking about. Um, I think I have also stayed in New Brighton State Beach Park. Yeah. If you want, uh, if you're an app developer and you want us to talk about your app, you have to pay us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Otherwise, Something we'll like use that. the generic word for Kleenex or whatever. Yeah, that's the button. Oh, no. Well, that'll be $2 from Kleenex. Thank you very much. Uh, Yeah, no, there's a lot of good stuff down there. I really liked the stretch between Half Moon Bay and just south of there. Uh, This is like one of my favorite parts. Like the Monterey Bay in general um, caught terrific tailwinds through this whole stretch. And so when we were riding out of San Francisco, I think we did like 70 miles or 80 miles when we had planned to do 30 or something. Cruising. It was, it was a decent, it was like an 18 mile an hour tailwind for hours and hours and hours. It was the best tailwind of the entire stretch of the coast. Yeah. Often we get that, that, that tailwind, you know, so if you're heading out, you know, a popular ride from Santa Cruz would be to maybe head to uh, areas outside of small town, North of here, Davenport or further uh, North to Pescadero. Uh, and I believe often, that's called Pesca fucking Darrow. Pesca fucking Darrow. Uh, <laughs> if, you're, if you're in the know, uh, <laughs> I you know recommend that if you walk into a, a business, be sure to drop that, and they'll know. <laughs> that, that you, I am so glad to be here in Pesca fucking Darrow. This is beautiful. That you're a local, um, but uh, yeah, often we get to enjoy. Not all the time. Um, in fact, just recently, I, I got a headwind coming coming back but yeah you're right often that's 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 the way it blows nice i should stop looking at this map it's <laughs> bringing up too many not too many memories lots of good memories but and it makes you want to go and do more right it's uh yeah, yeah it's distracting for sure uh where do yeah. you want to start with bike visit guthrie um i would like to start with the impetus for the original video and then also kind of dive into some of the topics you have explored I think for our listeners, if you have not checked out Greg's videos yet, um, they have a lot of nice dovetail into so many aspects of like cycling. I would say like I'm, I'm gesturing broadly, like cycling culture um, and some of the like sacred cows, so to speak, that are held within those uh, those vaunted halls. And I think that Bike Fits does a really fun job of kind of poking the bear and making you think a little bit harder about uh, things we might take for granted or hear and then repeat without thinking too much about the substance itself. So it's a cattle uh, prod for ideas. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And a a really nice cattle prod uh, 
kind of. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What kind of got you started on it? What what got you fired up enough that you're like, all right, internet, here I come. I'm doing bike fits. And uh, what was kind of the seed for those ideas uh, to be put out to the world? Totally. Um, well, I mean, I think like anyone that spends a lot of time biking, whether I, and I'm assuming this is true for commuters as well, which one day I really hope to be. Um, but you know, you just have these wonderful opportunities to, to think and get into just a really special mind state where you just, you know, have, uh, just a wealth of ideas. Um, and you know, part of, I think maybe it's my kind of background in just local kind of music and DIY stuff around that. I've always wanted to, you know, bring out some of these ideas in some kind of media format. However, I have basically zero skills in, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, technology that would make something, you know, uh, I don't really know how to say like, you know, good or, uh, you know, whatever, but, uh, I've always wanted to kind of just explore the basic computer technology of, of basic programs that allow one to kind of, you know, record and document these, these ideas. And unlike, you know, in my teaching career where it's very important for me to have a, a particular, I guess, focus or, or mission or vision, uh, with, with bike fits, you know, I, I've tried to create, a uh, kind of categories of basically like stories or things that would be more just like stories. And when I, when I say, that, I just think things that maybe just come up in my mind, like while riding or, uh, things more particularly related to actually the bike itself. And let me tell you about this bike or something bike specific or, um, safety is a big, uh, thing that's important to me as well. And I have, you know, have a general category of safety as well. Uh, don't sell yourself short because uh, it, I think if you were if you weren't good at technology, what we would be seeing is like primary colors and big bars on the screen or something, or the national anthem playing at the end of the day or something along those lines. Uh, you, you've actually cut together videos that uh, that contain content, so I think you're doing well. Thank you. Yeah, I was gonna say the. I think I I haven't really noticed it from like what I see is substance and what I think is lacking a lot in sort of like that online video release thing is there's the flash in the pan and the like cool edits and sick cuts. But, um, at the end of the day, substance is what does it for me. And I think that bike fits definitely delivers on that. So as I'll echo Brock, don't, don't, uh, don't sell yourself short. <laughs> there are some sick cuts. We, we should mention that. Yes. Oh Yeah. No, they're they're good. They're very like self-aware cuts. I always grin a little bit when I see them. Well, I think spending a lot of time like in the classroom with uh, high school students, um, and just given my overall personality, you know, I, I don't want to sound you know um, immodest in a way, but it's just more like you learn to kind of entertain yourself, you know. And I try to bring that uh, levity to, to bike vids as, as well. I think, uh, I think we're of similar minds. <laughs> One of the bike vids that you did talked about safety. Um, and I think it covered some really interesting topics for safety in general. Uh, and just like communication, I think something that a lot of new riders and even old, like riders and anywhere in the spectrum sort of struggle with is, um, like the way I think about it is like we, 
sort of mentally create barriers when we're in a mode of transportation. Like it's really easy to create barriers when you're in a car because guess what? There's a cage around you. Um, but I think we do similar on bicycles as well, such as um, being like, oh, you know, like I'm a cyclist. And so like I'm not going to communicate or I'm going to like also dehumanize these other people because of you know, my mode of transportation. Uh, and so I liked your communication episode because like end of the day, I think a successful trip is like, Oh, a to B didn't get killed. Didn't get maimed. Great. Uh, and so good communication is definitely a part of that. And I was curious if you wouldn't mind, um, sharing some of the tips that you had in that video, maybe without revealing so much that people wouldn't want to go see it. But I thought that you had some wise words to share in that one in particular. Right. I mean, the last thing I would want to do is get, um, you know, not have people flock to bike vids. So, <laughs> so thank you. Um, but um, yeah, no, I mean, like I wanted to talk about safety and a few things that bother me or I notice on the roadways, but, you know, it's important to kind of back up and, and look at the uh, overall general phenomenon of interactions that's, that's happening. And I, and I, I think that, we, we know, everyone knows how drivers are, you know, and we know that we're not immune from these things, but we know that drivers can be very hectic. But, you know, cyclists can also be a, a little bit of, self, you know, sometimes self-righteous. And, and I just really wanted to stress the importance of, of good communication and that at the end of the day, uh, well, again, possibly the teaching background, a learning experience is going to happen through a uh, positive experience. Um, if just yelling at someone, you know, and telling them, you know, F you or go jump in a lake or whatever the kids are saying these days, if just doing that produced learning, then, you know, I think everything in life would be very different. We know that that's not the case. So it's important to establish a positive interaction. And uh, that's why the, you know, uh, bike vids logo, uh, featured on our hats, which we're out of, but getting more of, uh, features the, uh, copyrighted, uh, patented, uh, logo of a shaka, a wave and a smile, because, you know, just like giving that positive energy goes a lot further than, uh, you know, some kind of hostile action. Hang on. Do you have the fluorescent lights on again? You know, I think it was an open line on the board over there. My apologies. I guess I can cut this out. That's okay. Um, so go back to shilling your hats. Yes. Sure. <laughs> well, the awesome things about uh, bike vids is promoting the message of positive communication and that's why our, our kind of uh, message or logo or overall kind of theme that we post on our hats is a shaka, a wave, and a smile because uh, everyone makes mistakes, but how you kind of interact with that person, you know, afterwards uh, can go a long, uh, a long way. Indeed. There are fingers in the shaka, but not the middle finger. So it goes a little <laughs> bit better. Ooh, that's actually, that's going to be the next hat with that exact slogan on it so thank you Guthrie. <laughs> yeah hey anytime uh, <laughs> i love it i like also how um i like how you tackled the n plus one conundrum 
I thought that was I thought that was a bold move. I as a single bicycle, I guess now I own a unicycle. So a bicycle and a unicycle owner. But uh I believe that's N plus point five. <laughs> What's that? Is that N plus point five? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah, I like to unicycle. I couldn't I couldn't hold off any longer. Somebody <laughs> mentioned unicycles and I was like, God damn it, I'm getting a unicycle. Uh, so that, that was that. Um, I was thinking a lot. I mean, I don't want to sound weird here, but I was thinking a little bit also about that, Guthrie, because some of the people, uh, you and one of um, the favorite things I like to listen to as well um, is, uh, is Tim Mooney's podcast, The Pedal Shift Project, and following him on social media and, like, you know, just seeing – you know, he even had this episode recently about just maintaining the bike and, and um, just, you know, how not everyone needs to be getting a new bike all the time. And I mean, I'll tell you right now, I mean, I, I subscribe to like a bike magazine, you know what I'm saying? And, and so I get it. I mean, I'm, I'm into that stuff. Like I, I like new bike products and, and I need to kind of rein myself back sometimes, but just how often I was kind of hearing that kind of idea of the assumption that you always need another bike that could be very alienating to, you know, the majority of cyclists that are happy to have a, a working and functioning bike. Uh, and, you know, is, you know, that, that kind of, it's all very materialistic and, and, and it's just kind of unnecessary. And, and also tongue in cheek, you know, cause I know that it is kind of this idea of a, of a joke, um, you know, you always need more bikes and I, you know, and again, I get it, but at the same time, like, is that like, you know, the message that we want to be putting on t-shirts and, and other things like that. It's just like having kids, I think, because like, it's never enough if you just have one kid, as soon as you have a kid, your parents and, uh, people around you are all like, well, when you can have another one. And, uh, just like that <laughs> with people with bikes, right. They're like, so you got a bike when you get it. What do you want? Do you want a gravel bike? You want like another, like a specialty, you want to try a bike, you want like a gravity bike. What do you want to do? And, uh, you could just say, well, I got a bike and I want to ride it. Uh, how's that? <laughs> yeah. I spent some time, you know, kind of looking in, in my little garage and, I think I was just, I kind of realized that, okay, as I was developing this passion for cycling, maybe I was kind of making some mistakes or just not really seeing the big picture. And I was like, well, why do I, why do I need this? Why do I need that? And I think a lot of things about the bike rabbit hole does involve people, you know, doing things or buying things, especially buying things that might be mistake things or unnecessary things. So if, you know, if I could kind of throw it out there, you know, in terms of like, you don't really need that, you know, maybe that could be helpful uh, to someone. I think when you have, it's uh, sometimes less is just more, I think with bikes, uh, at least my experience has been that with one bike, there hasn't really been ever anything that held me back. Um, certainly like a bike that was specific to said purpose could be really useful, but, um, for the amount of time that I spend doing things that aren't like bike touring, I think like as a commuter biker, you know, if you're out at the mountains every single weekend, mountain biking, like, yeah, probably makes sense to get a mountain bike. Um, so I guess like I very much, my field of view is, informed by my use case and i understand that not everybody has the same use cases as i have but um a good example would be like 
Gateway Green, which is kind of an in-city mountain bike park, opened up uh, a couple weekends ago. And I took the surly long-haul trucker with a pannier on the side of it and did the track um, perfectly. <laughs> Good for like, you. Made it down. And uh, also there was like the pump track. And it was, uh, fortunately, we arrived late in the day, so there was barely anybody there. And um, yeah, just taking taking the surly on the pump track is like, yep. Totally can do this. Uh, did it, when it with a BMX bike when I was a kid. But um, like I think that sometimes I get more enjoyment out of pushing the envelope of what is expected for the kind of bike that I'm already on as opposed to being like, oh, I've got the sickest bike in this like niche. It's like, nah, take this early on the pump track. Like, take it down the hill. Uh, you know, and, and these days with... I think, I think with tires getting as they are, like if you have a a second set of tires you don't need a second bike you can just spend half an hour and put some rad tires on there that are going to open up a couple of like shoulder options for you uh there are economical and uh like relatively easy ways to extend the capability of any bike that you already have that will always be easier than buying a new bike in my opinion Absolutely. And there's just like the, like where we're at, where we're at with that exact technology in terms of uh, tire, tire width, you know, capacity and braking capacity of modestly priced bikes um, for people that are using, I'm talking about for folks that are using bikes for, for fun, not just for, I need a bike to get to work or something like that. But um, the, you know, we're, you know, we're in a great time right now for, for folks to grab that kind of bike and do those type of activities for sure. In my opinion. Yeah, it is funny. I wonder one of these years I'll have a second bike. I wonder, wonder what bike that will be. But, um, yeah, your, your N plus one video spoke to my heart. I was like, Oh, <laughs> thanks. It is okay to have one bike. <laughs> Is there a mathematical equation for uh, for what the would it would just be n equals one? Right, because n, n <laughs> variable of n. I'm not a math. I teach history, so I don't know. Uh, yeah. You know yeah, yeah, that's I don't. Uh, yeah, no, because it, it could also be what like n squared minus one. You could do that, like because if know. what if you only have one bike. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I know what could happen is maybe if people email the Sprocket Podcast at Gmail with the exact actually more correct mathematical formula i'm sure you guys <laughs> could share that with us later i want to see some greek letters in there i want to see the most convoluted equation for this <laughs> i'm thinking <laughs> that uh n equals like bicycle uh icon except the icon is infinite with the wheels so it's like a ah. infinity sign that forms the bike wheels but then that's the opposite of what we've been talking about. And it just <laughs> Infinity with that, handlebars, yeah. Cultural norm. And <laughs> yeah. I yeah. think, Guthrie, didn't you, didn't you express it as uh, N plus zero? Yeah. That's yep. good. That works for me. <laughs> I don't remember doing that. But oh. if you say, uh, it's possible. <laughs> I, maybe I'm, I'm imagining things. <laughs> no, I bet you're on. I probably just forgot. <laughs> You know, sometimes I say things and then I don't remember what I said later. That's thank goodness for recording. I was going to say it's a shame it's not uh, in a podcast somewhere. Yes, this this is true. <laughs> um, you also started up a project, Greg, that I think I am the most fascinated about out of all your videos. Maybe because I like stats and spreadsheets. Uh, yep, in that camp. Uh, tell us a little bit about your 
uh, what is it? The soda experiment. Yeah, I mean, it's got a lot of names. It's known known by a lot of uh, different things. It's the the Road Soda Experiment and Modern Art Project. And again, you know, Bike Vids is a manifestation of my mind while spending many hours uh, cycling. And one of the things that is just sad, I mean, really, that you notice I mean, let's not even get into cigarette butts, right? You you can't go, you're cycling, you're on a bicycle tour. Even the most beautiful, epic place you see has has that on the ground. And that is just, that's just a, you know, disaster to humanity. But something else you see often while riding, and I'm talking basically about like, you know, more like road cycling, you know, is lots of discarded beer cans, you know, or... Uh, even, um, you know, little liquor bottles or things like that. And it just always just kind of blows my mind. Like, how do these get here? Are people, is it, is it just the passenger that's drinking and then just littering, which is bad that they're littering, but at least they're the passenger is, or is it the drivers that are regularly doing this? And then from that thought, I was wondering, you know, is <laughs> Is the type of discard different geographically? So I definitely remember, you know, parts of my, you know, kind of uh, Portland to Santa Cruz trip where I hardly, you know, saw anything like I see here in Santa Cruz. So up up there I'd see, you know, like a lot of maybe on the side on the side of the road. I'm not saying it beer mongers, uh, but you know, like Bud Light. Coors Light, but then you get closer here, you know, to here, I would see a lot of maybe Modelo, um, depends where you're at, maybe by, if you're by UCSC campus, you're seeing some little more high-end stuff, you're seeing some IPAs, IPAs. something hazy, Um, and so the the Road Soda Experiment and Modern Art Project is kind of just like, you know, a little bit of a, a joke slash why not compile some data on what is the most common discarded beer in your geographic area. Take the picture, send it to Santa Cruz Bike Fids at Gmail, and uh, there you go. Boom. I like how you also noted in the video that it shouldn't become the single object of your quest while cycling. Like, uh, <laughs> you knew that I, you, it feels like you knew that I was going to watch this and you're like, you don't need to go take a picture of every can you see <laughs> just yeah. a can. And then yeah, my life, my since uh, I, you know, I don't even know when, how long I've been thinking about this, you know, years or whatever, but like, but since determining I'm going to make this friggin' video, I do have to say, you know, like maybe we could edit this out, you know, or people, if you're listening to this, you could cover your ears, because, like, I do have to say, now that we're talking about it, like, you might become obsessed with <laughs> all of these things uh, and with noting all these things. But still, take a picture uh, and send it to Santa Cruz Bike Fits. I've also just realized that there are probably, like, social media sites that are easier to share <laughs> share pictures at instead of sending email. But uh, Bike Vids does not have any other social media uh accounts uh as of yet besides youtube uh so you know maybe i'll maybe i'll get on that all right good for you keep keep it uh keep it you know exclusive <laughs> but you gotta yeah. you gotta work to be a part of this thing absolutely I, I think it's a it's a lovely level of esotericism 
<laughs> yeah, well, if good. you had an Instagram account, then you'd be taking a picture of every beer can that you've yeah. passed. That's that, that, that messes up the data. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what videos are you excited for in the pipe? What what is next in the chamber? Totally. I have two things that I'm really looking forward to. Um, one, just kind of on a, a lighter side, but important, um, is uh, dog dog transportation. And um, I, I have a good friend that is, uh, you know, has experimented a little bit with transporting their pups. And so I'd like to kind of um, have some fun with that. Uh, another thing for sure is I had an episode that would kind of be like, I guess, the equivalent to the bike safety episode that is more generally focused on communication. I um, started that road as well with looking at basically um, race and racism and cycling. And so I, I kind of made a kind of a general video about that. But since then, I've also I've been contacting some uh, local folks um in, in some of the people that are doing a lot of great uh, community work around cycling. And I would really like to kind of get in a little bit more uh, specific uh, episode of possibly uh, guest around uh, race and cycling and uh, gentrification, particularly in the, the Santa Cruz County. I appreciate you taking some time to talk about that. It's uh, certainly Racism has been on everybody's minds this year, uh, but just in general, uh, cycling has been relentlessly white for a long time. Uh, and um, it's I, similar, I, I'm sure, like the analog where, where people would be like, but but Major Taylor and Major Taylor was awesome. Uh, but Major Taylor was a while ago uh, and there are still some struggles and, and some things that exist today. And I think when when you did your introductory video on the topic, I think uh, you were you were clear at saying this is a thing that's happening right now. Uh, so I appreciate you, you know, giving context, but also saying like you know, this, we're not at the end of this story. This is this, there's more to, to think through and more to, to work with here. For sure. And the, the kind of like idea behind that episode was more uh, racism in a white context. And, you know, like without diving like into too much that just a lot of um, part of uh, white privilege is sometimes, you know, going for it in a really positive way and you're really going for it in a good way and in things, but, but you have these, uh, you know, unconscious blinders on and you might be uh, overstepping or um, in particular, not building a broad enough community of input besides a white context and how that could basically lead to what just one would simplify as quote unquote, you know, racist outcomes and how it's important for people like event organizers and race organizers and, and everyone uh, to have as broad of a con uh, community as possible when planning and implementing ideas. And that way you avoid those, uh, you know, those racist outcomes. Yeah, that was something you put in the intro to that video, um, and I, I really appreciated that as well. Thank you. As a, a, a you know, uh, basically someone that comes from a middle class, uh, you know, white guy background, uh, trust me, like, uh, you know, like the idea of um, the mistakes and missteps that one could take um, 
without thinking about these things and educating oneself is is uh, boundless. So it's it, it's it's a personal personal story for me as well. And uh, so thank you. I do appreciate. It. I feel like you you mentioned uh, earlier that this is kind of this this is you doing what you do, and uh, presenting as as you do. And I think there's there's a lot of you kind of built into your your format, which which is great. It's it's nice to have. Uh, it by no means are bike vids about you, right? But but you're also kind of presenting as 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 yourself, which is great. Again, entertaining to me. <laughs> <laughs> that's like uh i call it i have that thing happen as well and i call it like guthrie sense and i'll like tell a joke or relate a story and people will be like what and i'll be like well it makes sense to guthrie and that's good enough <laughs> i think i think yours ex- uh, gets further out of those bounds than my humor attempts at sometimes <laughs> in fact this might have been an example of guthrie sense itself <laughs> in a nutshell kaboom <laughs> um, I'm curious, Greg. Um, you have been a listener for so long. You have written so many thoughtful comments and alerted us to so many neat things. Um, in a in a totally constructive environment, like what what are we missing the boat on? What what's the one thing Sprocket Podcast just really just really didn't hop on the right ship for? Uh, is there is there a comment you ever submitted that you regretted submitting or wished you could word differently? Uh, what's a comment you wished you had submitted but chose not to? And uh, anything else? I'm I'm throwing some 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 down if if any spark um, of fancy. This is your chance. You got us here. Yeah, I wonder when when you first um, said you know was there a comment you submitted and wish you didn't. I was like, is this a reveal moment of like, oh no, oh like no, sleepwalking? Oh no, no, sleepwalking like I'm just uh, it's so just let's read like, back from episode. In the- <laughs> <laughs> um, this is actually why we invited said- you on the show tonight. Was <laughs> right. there spe- yeah. specifically? Yeah, <laughs> specifically. No, I, um, I mean, honestly, um, the the reason any any time I've I've written is just because I felt comfortable to do so. Um, and whatever I put out there, uh, to you was just more feeling comfortable and, and welcome to, to share my idea. You know, I know I've, um, I sh- I've shared some things as well. I, I host an event in Santa Cruz called the, well, it's a, it's a global event called the, the ride of silence and just, you know, again, knowing the podcast, I knew that like you, you guys would be stoked to share that as part of your calendar and also, you know, hopefully feel, you know, good about promoting an event. So, so no, I, I think, um, I, I'd, I'd rate you guys, uh, definitely, uh, confident and prepared, uh, a plus, uh, college ready. These are all the terms I use in teaching, you know, very good. Yeah. That's what we were going for. Yeah. You're you're well. We don't use letter grades or very passe, but you're well above the uh, awareness kind of basic foundational, you know, level, and and um, you're achieving very uh, proficiently. I'm just excellent. I feel I'm so glad right now that after 25 plus years after graduating high school, I'm finally described as college ready. Oh. <laughs> 
That's after college, too. <laughs> yeah. Also, after more than 10 years of completing college. <laughs> we should have brought you an apple, Greg. Uh, are, there any, um, are there any questions that you have for us? Anything that we haven't talked about yet that you're curious about? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sure so much, you know, um, I, I mean, I love that, um, that, you know, I'm, I'm not quite sure Brock, um, but you know, still, or Aaron, I, I know that you guys are involved in employment in the public education system and have that experience. And, that, and that's, you know, something that in the, you know, is super important to me, uh, you know, but uh, I, I wouldn't say that there's a, a burning, question that i that i have at the moment if that's okay well if you do you can send it to us at the sprocket podcast at gmail.com call or text 503-847-9774 twitter and the instagrams at sprocket podcast yeah absolutely be sure to smash but, uh, that yeah. like button and <laughs> subscribe right. smash the subscription that's right <laughs> <laughs> cool thanks greg i know i put you on the spot there a little bit uh you handled well and uh appreciate your clarity absolutely uh, maybe just uh, i don't know i think uh, we're probably down to the end of our time almost i mean i suppose in a way we have as much time as we want but but people start stop listening after a certain amount of time if we get to like hour three and they're like greg's still on uh, I, so. I know I, I know i love i really love the hour 45 minute episodes that then have the uh, extra episodes that like the x yeah absolutely yeah. Like, oh, that's it's a already an hour 45 how did you find more start, material start with that one <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I was going to, I feel like I asked you this before and I think it was during that happy hour that we did with Tim Mooney. Uh, but music and bikes, uh, you, you play drums and, um, drumming and bicycling are typically separate worlds in some ways. Uh, I think I probably already asked you if you found a way to carry them. Uh, I could, I could ask it again just for the record. No, no. But, you know, there are so many awesome, um, you know, one of my dreams I, I mentioned is to become a, a commuter, a bike commuter, you know, and um, there was just so many awesome, amazing, especially here in Santa Cruz, there's some custom, you know, box bike builders and stuff. And so I could easily see how one would carry, especially I play a fairly small you know, uh, less is more in terms of my kind of overall drumming style and kit, I could easily see, um, transporting some, some drums by bike for sure. Very cool. Uh, are there any other, um, parallels between being a bicycling person and being a musician? <sighs> gosh, wow. That's when I was, I, I Let's just say yes. I don't know what the answer is, uh, but, but there must, especially when yeah. I'm thinking, especially when I'm thinking about like, you know, uh, like local music and and touring and like the types of tours you do when you're a local musician and the places you end up uh, and the people you end up meeting and the things you end up seeing. So I I, I know that there is you know for sure like um, some of that feeling of uh, of adventure and kind of um just like wow i'm doing something that is like the time of my life you know like i feel like that for sure relates to cycling and in uh and you know kind of the the joys of playing music for sure yeah um cool and, and we'll also post some links uh just to mention again you you play with hod and the helpers who else do you play with uh 
Right now, pretty much hot in the helpers. There's another great band. It's a Santa Cruz institution called the Huxtables. I have that disc. We have heads. Yeah. Um, And a little bit different types of music, you know, but some of the same, some of the same folks, um, some playing along. Um, We have a Christmas tune. The Huxtables have a Christmas tune. You can check that out on a really amazing YouTube video. Um, If you, you search for it, uh, something just Huxtables uh, Christmas and then get through all the Cosby stuff. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I, I've been keeping lucky enough to been, be keeping busy playing music, you know, for the 20 plus years I've been in Santa Cruz. Well done. I suppose now it could be the time where I talk about how Smash Mouth made their first record by like getting a house in Santa Cruz up in the mountains, I think a little above. I, I know that you are, um, yeah. that is something I've heard. heard Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh, <laughs> well said, Guffrey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, gosh, how old were you when you found out about Smash Mouth, Brock? Uh, I was in what was it seventh grade? I think when I first oh, okay. started walking on the sun. Uh, yeah, nice. And it was it was magical. But nice. uh, the, ba- yeah, the band is was... trash. I should be sure to clarify that the band is trash. <laughs> the songwriter is amazing. And the songwriter has a great so, name too. The songwriter is also named Greg. So, mm, yeah. Did somebody want to tell you that the band was trash? Uh, I, I, yeah. I shouldn't even try. <laughs> I see everyone, what you did there. Everyone just says their own thing <laughs> in their own time, you know? Right. Right. Indeed. Cool deal. Cool. Well, uh, thanks for being here, Greg. Really appreciate it. Uh, do you want to hang out with us for our mail and news? Yeah, it's the best part of the show. Yeah, and Sweet. 20 minutes oh, of BS. <laughs> the uh so so just for your um information, Greg, we decided to forgo like the shoot the shit sessions in our Zoom stuff because we kept trying it and trying it and trying it. And with the exception of people who listen to the show regularly, um uh it was kind of like hard to get into the flow and people are like, Oh, what? I sit here and watch people talk for like 20 minutes. Um, so <laughs> we were falling more into our schedule or routine, uh, at this point in things, but, um, always excited to shoot the shit with you and happy to chat. So, um, sorry, we missed out on that. We should have just, we should have just rolled with that, but, um, wanted to respect your time as well. I was just teasing, but thank you for explaining. <laughs> Okay. Yep. <laughs> we were like, yeah, these people don't know why we're talking for 20 minutes. Okay. Let's just go to the interview. <laughs> I, uh, I love that, uh, you and your wife both listen. That's, uh, that's pretty fantastic. It's, it's not often that podcasting is a team sport. And so it's, cool I wouldn't say like, I wouldn't say all the time. Oh, okay. All right. All right. <laughs> well, and the other question is, are you and she going to listen to this one together? Oh yeah. Yeah. Good I'm times. Good times. Totally promoting. <laughs> um, <laughs> got to make sure she watches Mike Vids. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, here's, here's some calendar, kind of. Yeah. All right. So, first of all, Winter bike lights, winter bike lights. And we want to be sure to stress that uh, bike lights in if the it's winter. Il- if it's illegal to put extra lights on your bike, don't do it. We didn't tell you to, and you shouldn't. Uh, that would be uh, problematic, and we don't want you to get in trouble. So don't do that. We can't pay for your tickets. 
No, we can't. That's the thing. It's it's uh, it would be it's, impossible it's for not us. in our budget. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, pay attention to your local things. But that being said, we uh, are putting lights on our bike during the winter, and the hashtag Sprocket Winter Bike is what is to be uh, used to share your picture of your bicycle decorated, decked out, covered in lights. Uh, where legal and where appropriate on public roadways. That being said, if it's not legal on public roadways, you know what? You can uh, you can do that that decoration. Send us the picture, then take them off and ride your bike somewhere. I um, I bought me a string of battery powered lights. I will be putting on my bicycle sometime when I get around to it. It's funny because it looks like a, a stack of pipe cleaners uh, before you undo it. It's just like a big, you know, yeah. uh, it, it looks like a craft project. I might just grade. leave it like this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like yeah. Let, it, let it hang. Oh, nice. Avant-garde. Plate, or the uh, valve light. Oh, yeah. You know, they, I've got a valve light that I need to dig out and put on my bike. Uh, valve lights are super fun, but it's really hard to get quality valve lights. So <laughs> if you, you know, if you know where to get those. Let these folks know. Very nice. <laughs> so, wait, are you saying that's that that you're showing us is not a quality bike light? Um, these ones are actually great, but the oh, ones good. I for like maybe you buy a, a cache of twenty for okay three ninety nine. Right. Um, tend not to work as good. You ask yourself, mm. why can I get such an amazing deal at these at these lights? And the answer becomes evident it's, later. It's too. Uh, lit to be true. <laughs> Too lit to be true. <laughs> Too lit to be legit. Exactly. Yeah. There we go. Hey, hey. <laughs> Our winter bike light announcement came around for news for Portland folks that bicycles would not be allowed to participate in the Winter Lights Festival. So we's... Uh, yeah, we're doing our own thing. We're making our own Winter Light Festival. Take that. Yeah, exactly. The, winter, the regular right. Winter Light Festival. <laughs> have at it, cars. <laughs> Go do your thing. <laughs> we, we like having our parties. It's a party of one. But, um, but actually, there's a party of one happening in a lot of places. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I was just going to share that uh, I think what I'm going to do with my bike is I'm going to dress it up uh, with plug-in lights. So just plug in the wall because I don't have uh, a string of lights. To, and I think if I order them now, I won't get them in time for, you know, for this thing. Um, so I'm going to So you'll just be going a like 100 feet from your house and back? Uh, like absolutely, if, yeah. <laughs> as far I as think the it was, string of lights will, <laughs> will stretch I think it was co-host Joan who uh, just told me that her commute is like about 50 feet these days. And so, you know, that'll work. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Just get some uh, industrial, you know, outdoor extension cord like that. Absolutely. <laughs> wait, wait. So great. What were we looking at there? I was just recommending, uh, given what you were saying, some very long industrial strength. Perfect. Cards. Yeah. <laughs> Would be maybe appropriate for that. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, you could ride them to, to a certain extent. I like it. If you decide that for some reason you don't want to participate in hashtag Sprocket Winter Bike with your bike lights, there is another event that you can also participate in. And this one is hosted by Gladys Bikes. They'll be live streaming a basic maintenance course featuring Cassandra, her partner Sydney, and housemate slash BF Mateo, in which they plan on overloading viewers and participants with compliments and helpful tips. Since those three are a germ pod, they will be able to go over the basic upkeep and concepts, masks off, and answer any questions that folks have at home. 
They will discuss topics such as chain cleaning, fixing flats, lubrication, minor brake adjustments, and preferred winter wardrobe because it might be freaking burr out there. Uh, if you are interested, contact Cassie, that's C-A-S-S-I-E, at GladysBikes.com with the subject Basic Maintenance to inform them of topics you might want to cover in the course uh, this time or next. And then Gladys Bikes will update their website and Instagram with the link, time, and agenda. In fact, you could even do both. You could do hashtag Sprocket Winter Bike and participate in the Basic Maintenance course. They are not mutually exclusive have at it. Eat your heart out. That's right. Now guess what we got? What do we got? What do we got? Not mail. What can compare with the thrill of a brand new bike? I like my bike. It's fast. I like my bike. It's fast. I like my bike. It's fast. It circles around the city lights. We have one headline from warmshowers.org. Yes, that place that you go to to reach out to people to stay with. Uh, I don't know how that works in COVID, but I'm just going to pretend that we're in a post-COVID scenario here (laughs) and read ahead. Uh, The Warm Showers mobile app is here. They are announcing that the new mobile application is available in your region. Um, You will... Be able to access your user account through the website for free. The app is an optional upgrade if you prefer the ease of using an app. All current access remains the same through the main website. The app is not required and instead is an enhanced experience. The app fee is $2.99 per month uh, or $17.99 per year, which would... Uh, actually, I'm going to go into commentary after I finish reading the press release. The app uh, <laughs> contains exciting new features such as translation in your native languages and creating an itinerary of favorited hosts and offline capabilities. Details on all features can be found in the Quick Start Guide. The PIN has been updated to reflect the address you have on file. If you log in and you notice your PIN's not in the right place, you can manually adjust it or update your address to ensure your location is correct. We, they, are excited to offer a streamlined process through the app that includes reporting technical issues and having a way for you to contact them through the app that is not the help desk support. Use the in-app reporting feature, they say. Um, Again, the main website will continue to be available for touring and hosting needs if you do not wish to use the app. If you do, the new app is out. Uh, and long-time Warm Showers users may recall that there hasn't been an app since, like, 2017. Was there one before? Oh, yeah. I th- I think there was. Or maybe they just had... Maybe the website just worked pretty slick in an app. I thought... I'm pretty dang sure if there was a Warm Showers app. But feel free to write your... Um, scathing comments on my memory to the sprocket podcast at gmail.com um yeah what do you what do you folks think i am gonna actually speak last because i feel like i have some very like firm opinions about this direction um so i'm going to open the forum up to other people right now since i read the header yeah uh, i don't know if i am a good person to ask because i've always been kind of a grump about warm showers in some ways. I think I, um, I'm such a solitary person on tour and I have so little Aaron, you've toured with me and you've seen me just like 
retract into my shell and be like, don't talk to me. Don't talk to the world. I want to tell you about my gear. I don't want to tell you about my trip. No, no, no. Um, and warm shower is kind of all about that experience. I think, uh, for which in trade you receive a bed or something like that. Um, and that might be a little cynical because like there have been times when I've really had uh, great interactions with warm showers hosts. Um, but, but yeah, I think, uh, as far as having the app, it's nice to have like, you know, a thing that is optimized for mobile and Guthrie, I don't know, like you were saying, if, if the website was, or if there was an app before, but, uh, it looks like they've worked on, on, uh, kind of punching it up a little bit. So for those who use it and who need it, uh, it's, it's a nice platform, I think, to have that, that easy access one touch or, you know, however many touches it takes to get your, your arrangements and your communication taken care of. The in-app translation is cool. I think. Yeah, I imagine it'd be easier. It's hard for me to think uh, about like how this would work in COVID times. Uh, but as far as like if this was just any other day and you were out on tour, um, I've always had issues trying to access information like via a web server first. You know, like either Safari or or Google's web server on my phone. Um, and then, then you get to the website and then you like, you know, maybe their, their website is optimized for mobile. Maybe it's not. And you got to scroll through information. Um, so the concept at least of an app feels good to me. Yeah. I think that everyone loves the ins and outs of the basic premise of warm showers. And um, one of the, I think major problems is they need money. And so like I've tried to contribute uh, some money to them and to make, you know, and I think the app is maybe something that's going to take things in a, 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 you know, easier direction. And like Brock, I love the idea of hosting, but if I'm on tour, I kind of want to, you know, just sleep under a rock, you know, instead, but every experience I've had hosting has just been so awesome, you know, so I really just, yeah, you know, I think the app's a step in the right direction. So, Guthrie, how do you feel? <laughs> I appreciate you guys. You've, you've calmed me down. Uh, I think it's great. I Three bucks a month, that would officially be the most expensive app I've ever used in an app store. So, I picture people using it while they tour and then probably not paying for it when they're not touring. So, let's call it nine bucks if you figure your average tour is somewhere in the, like, well, a Guthrie average tour would be like a month to three month range. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a lot of money. I think, yeah, similar to Greg, like I have donated a not insignificant portion of money to warm showers. And I understand that they've got like ongoing costs that are completely independent of the app. Um, I personally would have liked to see a little bit more forthrightness with what that cost would have been upfront and maybe an ask to the community with a certain donation amount, because as a donor, if I could know what average donor amount they need to hit so that they could make it free for everybody, that would be an incentive to me. I I like that warm showers has been basically free up to this point. And so there's a departure from that in the release of this app. Do I think that the features justify the price? Yes, absolutely. Um, Translations especially are not cheap or are they easy? Um, that being said, um, it's, you know, just one more thing that we have to pay for these days. <laughs> and that always, those add up quick. Uh, so uh, I totally respect that the developers working on it um, 
want compensation and, and are due compensation for those efforts as a platform for enabling people to expand their worlds and meet new people. The fact that there's a paywall for the app, I think will mean uh, bifurcation of their user base in terms of practicality. And in my mind, uh, warm showers is best when it's like free and they just have to beg for donations as painful as that is. So I would say I've gone from hot headed to mixed feelings about the app, <laughs> but I'll give it a shot. <laughs> And be sure to tell all your friends that know nothing about cycling or bike touring um, how much you support uh, warm showers and what it's all about and uh, mm-hmm. random people staying at your house just to kind of like look at their face. Like that's always a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what I think is a good time is just saying, hey, I don't know you sleep here. <laughs> yeah, no, but it really is incredible that, I mean, there's a lot of good faith on that platform and there's a lot, again, which I, when I've used it, I've, I've been uh, really impressed just that people would, would at all consider having people in, you know, it's, it's kind of nuts totally in a good way. Absolutely. Yeah. I think you get into it, what you put into it. Like for example, um, my, you know, if, if I don't feel like talking with people, I just don't use the app. If I do feel like talking with people, I do use the app. Um, there you but go. like, if you go to my profile, I don't think it's up right now cause COVID. Um, but you know, you can be very specific and, and Greg, you may be able to speak a little bit to this as well as a host. Like you can be pretty specific about what you offer and what you don't offer. And as long as you are a person that feels like you can hold your boundaries, I don't feel like I've ever encountered a situation where people are kind of like pushing on me and I'm like, uh, no, I don't really want to do this. I'm basically like, look, if you want to hang, I'd love to hang. If you want to peace out and just have a couch, great. Just tell me. And like, we'll go from there. So I like to let people, it's like a, it's like a RL Stein goosebumps, like choose your own adventure, except <laughs> nobody gets killed or gets cut up and uh, people enjoy their bike stay afterwards. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, the thing about uh, warm showers is that like, it's people who are like-minded, you know, to a certain extent. Um, uh, the only difference maybe being like who likes talking about their experiences and who doesn't necessarily want to talk about their experiences, read me. Uh, but again, I'm a grump. The thing I have experienced uh, with couch surfing and uh, all that, uh, that's where you get the people who are like, Hey, uh, can I stay another week? <laughs> and you're like, no, you really can't. <laughs> we can't do it anymore. I'm sorry. I know yeah. this throws a huge wrench in your uh, freeloading vacation, but so it goes. My best uh, experience kind of in a kind of pseudo warm showers was just people I met while cycling down the coast that you, you know, I was fortunate enough to be at this landing at this, this home base. And so if I was maybe riding a faster schedule, I guess you'd say that I could end up here. And then of course host all the folks that I camped with at Humbug Mountain or, you know, whatever. And, and so just, you know, meeting people and having them basically do kind of a an- analog warm showers, you know, vis-a-vis meeting them on the tour and just getting, <laughs> getting to the place before them was, was really awesome. You know. Spontaneous generosity. Yeah. Hey, love it. Well, we may not have a completely unified uh, perspective yes. on, <laughs> on social uh, hosting platforms, but there is something we do have. We got mail. We got a review. And this is my favorite kind of mail. <laughs> yes. 
My favorite kind of mail is when you go, you mash the subscribe button and uh, you tell us exactly how much you love us. And let me read how much this person loves us. Oh, so, so much love. That's right. Uh, wait, is it MS24665-151? Yes. Very creative naming, by the way. Good job. Says, dumb liberals. Just more dumb liberals talking in a microphone. One star. <laughs> One star. And, I mean, the thing is, MS24665-151, we feel exactly the same way, um, and uh, except we give it five stars. <laughs> oh, that's, so, you know, hey. I'm going to put this out here. I'm going to play the drums here. All right. If okay. you like the Sprocket right. Podcast, yeah. review us on iTunes. And we do. Or Apple Podcasts, whatever they call the app this time. Review us. Give us five stars, but just copy and paste this same review. Five stars, dumb liberals. Yes. <laughs> just more dumb liberals talking yes. into a microphone. <laughs> there, that's my, that's my call to action. That's right. And also... Do it on Spotify. Do it on Stitcher. Do it on uh, Google, Google Play. Is done, isn't it? I forget. Yeah, I don't uh, think. Do it on YouTube. Except <laughs> we're not on YouTube. But you know who is? Bike Vids. Bike Vids. Five stars. And give Bike Vids five stars. Five stars for Bike Vids. Oh, you can I'm, thumbs up. I'm still waiting for my first negative review, though. That's what's actually. It's all coming together here <laughs> this hour because I'm still waiting. I feel like that's when I know people are really watching. When I That's get right. my <laughs> or my first thumbs down, for example, I'll watch. I love the pathless pedaled, of course, right? Oh, I love and, their comments section. And then you know, Russ is just talking about this is a thing I like, and they'll be like, That's five, right, five hundred thumbs up. It's like this is what I like in a two minute thing, and then there'll be fourteen thumbs down. <laughs> <laughs> you you shouldn't working? like that. You. You don't like that. So <laughs> Floopy, flappy when, stuff. Yeah, so when, when things really happen is when the, the, the negative mail starts coming in. So, guys, I mean, I'm just honestly happy to be be here witnessing this. <laughs> this uh, historic moment. For this historic moment. <laughs> yeah. it's, so it's not the first time somebody's taken the, the, uh, the wind out of our sails, but it is the first time that it's been done so for being dumb liberals. Uh, and what, what was the other, like, we, we've been way too political, but we've never been necessarily, well, I guess that's disparaged anyways. Hey, look at us. I like it. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, we have made it yet again to the end of another fantastic episode. Well, I don't know. You get to decide that as we were that's just talking right. about, <laughs> but I feel pretty dang good. Greg knows what's Big up. thumbs down from bike vids. <laughs> Be that fifteenth thumbs down for us, please. That's hey, right. I'm make that's I'm making a sticker. That's sticker material there. Um, it's not real. Tell us more than two dozen dislikes. Exactly. Uh, so thank you for listening. Uh, even bigger thanks to Greg for hanging yes. with us through the episode. Very much appreciate you um, giving us some of your time this evening and talking about some projects which are extensions of Greg. It's himself. Um, I really love watching the videos. If you haven't seen them, I would recommend going and doing so. Uh, if you have been anywhere near a bike in the last 15 years, I think you'll feel right at home. Or maybe even longer. I mean, you might still feel at home. Yeah. You say exactly. you never forget. That's true. Just like the unicycle, <laughs> except it's a bike. <laughs> That's right. Is there going to be other like channels that are related, right? Like unicycle vids 
and trike vids and recumbent vids, uh, tall vids. <laughs> um, <laughs> Greg is, is pointing at us in, in sequence here. Cargo uh, vids. Well, this is, yeah. you know, this is where we'd, we'd find it here and here and here, right? right. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Well, for me, it's, you know. But yeah. Ah. And all of our listeners will be like, I can't see you. Stop. <laughs> this is hilarious. It just, you just imagine something really funny and that's what you're seeing. Exactly. There you go. Fuel for the imagination. That's right. Um, Greg, what, give, us a, give us a rep again. Where can people find you online? Um, um, and where can they email you if they still uh, want to? I'm in a, on YouTube. If you search for bike vids, exclamation point. The first thing that will happen is it will uh, ask you, do you mean bike videos? <laughs> then what you do is you click on no. So what I've found is the first thing about having a successful media project is make it very difficult for people to find your content. So search for bike vids, exclamation point. You'll figure it out eventually. Um, you could also email me at Santa Cruz bike vids at Gmail. And, you know, who knows? Maybe someday there'll be other uh, social media. Someday. Right on. Thank you so much. Um, you know the, the deal. Is there any particular fashion uh, quirk or impetus with which we should read the credits? You can also always take a mulligan because I am challenged by choice. Oh, this is to me. That's no. right. No, I, I'm not. I'm, uh, it's a weak point. It's a weak point. I, that's, I just draw blanks, you know? Yeah. No. That's Do, okay. right. Do what you like. Yeah. Easy I'm, enough. I'm going right. to read it like a surly long haul trucker just for you, Greg. <laughs> there we go. And I'm going to read it like it's a, gonna a sound uh, like Guthrie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to read it like a carbon frame. <laughs> right on. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Oh, who's going first? Uh, was that Guthrie? Uh, okay. Oh, I can't really hear it. I well, I stopped it when when Brock said who's going first. Oh, it's my fault. Oh, <laughs> and then you then you you did one of these, and so okay. Oh, this is I can't hear the the music. Right. <laughs> All right. Here we go again. The Sprocket Podcast is produced at home until public health is no longer at risk. What's happening? <laughs> Brock, are you waiting for me to read? Our website is thesprocketpodcast.com. Did we lose our key? <laughs> I think we lost Brock. Uh, I, oh, no. Listen, he's frozen. <laughs> oh, now he's back. Oh, no. Oh, I was so confused. No, our website is thesprocketpodcast.com. 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 <laughs> Email to the sprot 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 sprocket podcast cat cast at gmail.com. Am I doing well at sounding like a carbon frame? Call or text to 503 847 9774. Twitter and the Instagram. Podcast. Thanks to Ryan J. Lane for our theme music. Hurt Bird for our headline sounder. Ounder, ounder, ounder. Marcus Norman for graphic design. And thanks to our generous support from our Patreon supporters and listeners. Shadowfoot, Wayne Norman, Eric Iverson. K. 
Cameron Lean, Richard Wazinski, Tim Mooney, Globish, Matt Kelly, Eric Weiss, <laughs> Todd Parker, Chris Smith, Caleb Jenkinson, JP Cooley, Peanut Butter Jar Matt, Marco Lowe, Rich Otterstrom, Andrew in Colorado, Drew the Welder, Anna, Andre Johnson, King of Division, Richard G. Guthrie Straw, oh, that's me, Aaron Green, author of We Were Like Sons and founder of the Regrainery. Campsite, Mac Nurse, David, Nathan Poulton. Rory in Michigan, Jeremy Kitchen, David Belay. Tim Coleman, Harry Hugel, EJ Finneran. Brad Hipwell, Thomas Gato, Keith Hutchinson. Ranger Tom, Joyce Wilson, Ryan Tam. Jason Offenberg, Microcosm Publishing, David Moore. Todd Grossbeck, next week, Chris Barron, Chris Barron, and Chris Barron. Chris Barron. Sean Baird, Simon Pace, oh my goodness, Gregory Braithwaite. My pleasure. It's you. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) Ryan Morrow, Dude Luna, Matthew Rooks, Kaka. Kaka. Marshall, Paula, and Funitake Cyclecraft. Philip M. Spartandale, no relation. Mr. T, who never really left. Oh, wait, he's right here. By initiative, Kiwana, Sarah G. Adam D, dig a hole, Beth Hammond. Greg Murphy, Myra Martinez, Oso. Isaac M, David Christensen, 503. Byron Patterson, Kirsten Graham, Aaron G, Rachel Moline. And welcome back to our newest number Turning donor, Jimmy D. <laughs> and to all of our former donors who've helped us get this far. Now, reset your router and wash your hands. And wear your mask. And cancel your Christmas plans. That's right. Stay home. That's right. Uh, what if I was planning to stay home? <laughs> then what do I do? <laughs> then... Well, cancel. Then you have to cancel your plans and make new plans that are exactly the yes, same. Yes, exactly. Cancel your original plans and rewrite. Okay, for you guys, I can do that. Okay. I sold a bike with a uh, Sprocket podcast sticker on it. So nice. Yeah. So maybe maybe that's As the guy the was going down the driveway though. I saw him kind of picking. <laughs> 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 yeah. He's yeah. like, "What's this?" Sprocket yeah. podcast, bunch of dumb okay. liberals. Take that, <laughs> take that thing right off. The dumb liberal podcast, right? <laughs> he was, he was just taking them off so he could put them on his laptop. It's all good. <laughs> That's right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs>